One, two, one, two, what's going on? This is Ed Marcus with the CK Dowling, D-O-W-L-I-N-G on all your social media. You are tuned in right now to the DCTBD podcast. Uh, Ian Taranji, our typical host, is out uh, on assignment, I would say, oh, at Yes, home. on assignment, you know, at taking home. Taking care of his wife, doing, <laughs> you know, doing what he needs to do. And uh, it's left, it left up to myself and the ever-talented, courageous, and beautiful oh. Michelle Bush. Oh, my God. You can have anything in life, darling. <laughs> anything oh, in life. Oh, dear. <laughs> anything in life. And this this week, uh, we're going to be uh, doing a DCTVD that I like to say are things that you shouldn't talk about oh. at Thanksgiving dinner. What? Wait a minute. So we have... Don't talk about the chitlins. A little bit of racism. Who who cleaned the collard greens? Right. A little bit of collusion. Oh, always collusion, and collusion, a lot collusion. of religion. <laughs> Well, since we want to talk about religion, um, forgive me for the way that I look this evening. Um, although uh, everybody does say, you know, Michelle, you're looking beautiful as always. Um, my hair would have been done if um, I had been interrupted in church yesterday. Right, right, right. Let's start with this one because it's actually entertaining. This is very entertaining. Um, and So I'm sitting at church and a lot of people know where I, I go to church, right in the Shaw uh, area shout out to to Shaw and all the, the the changes that are happening that I hope that people are just trying to get used to. Um, we're sitting there, we're going through service. It's a great message, and we're getting ready for communion. Right. <laughs> and so everybody is centered, and all the deacons are lined up, and you know it's it, it's a big black Baptist church on the right. corner of Ninth and P Street. Yeah. And so all of a sudden you hear, oh my God. And we look to the left, and there is this white man, butterball naked, hey. walking down the aisle. Hey. And hey, this, this this is also what happens when gentrification <laughs> comes to Shaw. And it's just like he walked in so gingerly. So, of course, action is taken, and, you know, we get him out. Unfortunately, he came back in, and so, you know, we had to shield him and, and, and hold him some other the things. The Holy Spirit is popular. The Holy Spirit <laughs> is popular. in Gentrified Shaw is popular. And so of course the you know, there's some things that are going on and we, you know, everybody's like, well K two, but the man was so calm. So, you know, we have to be on alert. I'm just thinking it's like L S D, you know. L S D you know, he was very cal very calm. <laughs> Very non-combative, right. very naked. He's very centered. I mean, that happens. He was centered. I mean, he came in with his with his hands, you know, in in the praying position, and it's just like you're totally scared because we think about Mother Emmanuel Church. You, we we think about any church that you know from the sick church that you know was was attacked. Just everything, because we're we're not a a small church. Right. We're a church that you know has. Prominent people that have come there and right. and that go there and everything and here just comes. I'll put it like this: the naked white man. On one level, in the summer of 1968, there well, was yeah. massive strife and yeah. horrible, you know, urban blight. On one level, in the summer of 1968, there were naked people walking about the streets of San Francisco, San yes. Francisco, California. Yeah. So now you get a nice little switch of that here in Washington D.C. In Washington D.C. in 2018. But here's the crazy thing: I'm trying to understand that. On the, the, the corner of 9th and P Street, Northwest. Right. We're not talking about a street corner that is very closed, private, and not busy. We're up the street from the convention center. This is, okay, so uh, uh, there's something about this. You, you go. I'm uh, trying to figure out 
Nobody decided to call 911 no, because there was a no, naked white no. man walking okay, up so and down the street. There's the thing about gentrification and the, and the gentrifiers who come to D.C. There's a level of, of self-interest. They mind their business. And, and, and self-interest and self-appreciation. Oh, God. To the point where if it's not happening in your phone uh, or if it's not happening at brunch uh, well, or if it's not happening while you're in line at the Compass Coffee. Uh, but I love Compass Coffee. Compass Coffee is wonderful. Although I'm drinking something else this evening. Yeah, so Starbucks white chocolate mocha. Oh, yeah. White chocolate mocha. White chocolate mocha. <laughs> there she is. But hot, yeah. Hot rum buns here. Hot rum buns. <laughs> Live on DCTVD. All right, so let's get into the conversation yeah, this week. Let's talk about racism. Oh, wow. Let's racism. Talk about, what? Yeah, okay. So there's that a, thing is still going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's a Nazi parade that's coming to Washington, D.C. Well, they will not be ordering uh, chicken wings fried hard with mumbo sauce, salt, pepper, and ketchup. I mean, salt, pepper, and ketchup are delicious on, on yes, French fries. And mumbo sauce is delicious as well. So T-shirt coming to you soon. There it is. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, the, the Trump family's thoughts on LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, Randy Moss being... Let's talk about the NFL. We'll talk, we might save the NFL Hall of Fame for later. So let's save we, that We one. may have to because there, we have to talk Randy. We have to talk his tie. And then we have to go... We're going to be talking about a lot, about a lot of coons tonight. Yeah, so let's, let's actually let's start with it. Let's talk yeah. about the Nazi parade. Your, uh, your thoughts about this? Um, you know, this is kind of one of the, the, the hardest thing about being here in D.C. And being, you know, as we say, all three of us are native Washingtonians. Right. We don't like, we personally, within ourselves, don't like the fact that this group of individuals has come to the city and applied for a license to march, to protest, to do what they're going to do because of what has happened in every single you know year there's there's always something but specifically since what happened in Charlottesville. Right. Um and so we don't like that. But we also have to look at the fact that there are amendments. Right. There's freedom of speech. Oh, gosh. And so this is where we're teetering the line on what should be allowed to be approved, what shouldn't allow to be approved. Did they follow the rules of getting a license to... Yeah, they got it approved. They got it approved. Okay, so there's a unified, there's a, um, unified the right protest that's yes. happening in Washington, D.C. on the mall yep. this weekend. Um and Metro said no, but I think the ACLU pulled their coattails yes. on that one. Okay, so Metro initially said that they were going to create a separate line of trains. Thinking about creating. Right, for the protesters, and that is not going to happen. So you're going to have, right. in the midst of Metro, you're going to have um, radical alt-right you know, yep. protesters mingling about with general, you know, quasi-liberal Right. Two extremely liberal populations. And they can get on a green line train and go to Congress Heights if they want to. Right. I mean, th th this is true. Yeah. But I think that the main issue here is you want to see the change from last year yeah. to this year. Okay. So in my mind, the, the Unify the Right, the, the alt-right protesters, mm -hmm. are now an established movement. The yes. unfortunate thing that, that, that came from... The protests last year in Charlottesville, and the unfortunate, you know, mm -hmm. tragedies that befell the numerous people. Yeah, the woman that died between the stabbing. Right, the, the, guy, the guy that was hit by a car. Yeah, knocked into the air. Yeah, uh, that actually for that population created a level of interest and intrigue in what they're doing, and now they are actually a movement. 
They are a movement. So <laughs> you have to look at... Because what the KKK is putting out signs with free candy. Free candy in New York City, right. But the alt-right... Yeah, they're having actual protests. And they're actual protests. Gathering, and they're gathering steam. So the thing is, you want to see... If we're going to do this, because mm-hmm. these are things that these are the wages of electing Donald Trump as president, mm-hmm. given his platform that he ran on. Of ra- of of near to racism, not quite racism. If you didn't if you didn't believe right that this man was right pushing you to the edge of but not telling you that he is a racist bigot. Right. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. So classist, you know, across oh, the board, sexist. Right. All of them. So the next step is to just assume those positions yeah so if you do that then you have to presume that these marches are going to occur in the same way if hillary clinton won (laughs) and the 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 leftist women's movement would be the alt-right there would be pink pussy hats on the subway every week of of the year and notice how they faded away i'm sorry Right. Well, that's a different story for a different time. But back to this conversation. Yes. <laughs> so the ultimate issue here is you want to see if there is a level of decorum from the alt-right. Mm-hmm. Because this is an opportunity. I would love if to. If you peaceably assemble mm-hmm. and you're saying awful things, you have signs that say awful things. Mm-hmm. You, my friend, are a. Right. But if you peace up, oh, gosh, that was a little, little hot there. But if you peaceably assemble, mm-hmm. if you do so in a way that does not infringe upon people's physical yep. freedoms, and please believe that they have they they're having a conference call right now. Right. Um, every section, how many people are coming, all of your groups. They had a national conference call. Right, I'm sure. But the thing is, is that you can't do what they did in Charlottesville, which was, and that is exactly what. They are saying probably on these calls and letters have gone out and emails. Y'all can't act a fool but, when you get to DC. But here's my thing with the liberal left, and this is a this is another this is this this march is huge mm-hmm. for the future of the country. Thinking about the next 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 years. Yeah. You have to have the liberal left not trigger or antagonize mm-hmm. the alt right. You have to allow these people to peaceably protest because it causes big problems. If because you if you do that, then quite logically, on the flip side, mm-hmm. when it's time for the liberal left to organize peaceably yep. and have you know protests for you know women's rights, for African American rights, mm-hmm. for Latino rights, for you know for rights of families, uh, especially immigrant families, mm-hmm. then you get you know equal quid pro quo like you know treatment. That's where we're at, yeah. and that's a real major issue because if you don't get that e- that equal treatment, then you don't start the the gradual sinkhole, as I like to call it now. It's a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole. It's a sinkhole towards the middle. The swamp is sinking. Right, but but that's where people are going to end up. You're going to end up at the bottom of the swamp. Like yeah. when we are you stu- sure we're not already there? No, we're not. Now, okay. Right, we're currently both on top of giant mountains. The left's over. The left's over here. The right's over here. We are. Yes. Okay. And there are various <laughs> ones of us who are at the bottom climbing up said mountain. But, you know, there's a bunch of, like, you know, old white ladies. Oh and, yeah. you know. The, the Trump ladies. Right. No, but even up on top of the liberal mountain, there's a bunch of, like, old white ladies. Mm. And, they're yo- and they're young black friends <laughs> who are all having a nice, you know, a nice picnic on top of the mountain. Let me ask my black friends. Right. We'll okay. get there. <laughs> but <laughs> the thought is 
no matter what happens this weekend. Yeah. Everybody has to, I feel like, look at each other. Seriously, this is the moment. Because I always say there was going to come a moment. I said this. I wrote an article maybe five years ago. Mark, l- Marcus writes articles. Yeah, I, I, was, I was the editor-in-chief at Brooklyn Bodega yes. at that point. They do the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Yes. And they let me write about politics, which was great. I mean, that's... Made me happy. That was smart. Right. So I said there was going to come a point where there was going to be raised earth. Okay. And everything was going to be flat. Uh-huh. And all of the people... The earth is flat. ...would be able to stare at each other. You're not going to have a bunch of, like, you know, like, uh, anger and enmity and mm-hmm. aggression and subterfuge and fright and fear and all these things that, you know, cloud your judgment or cloud your ability to see somebody clearly yeah. across the aisle. There was going to come a point where all that was going to be burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. I did not know that that was going to be Donald Trump being elected president that see, would cause that. Look at you looking into the future. Right, but that's what I do. I, ho- I hope you can write something about 2020. Oh, I'm, I'm already on it. But uh, so you have this thing where the, the earth is flat mm-hmm. and earth is scorched. Yeah. And everybody can stare at each other. Yeah. Through all the rubble. We're all looking at each other. Yeah. And this is one of these moments where you hope that people do are not dr- driven to aggression. Mm-hmm. But rather, they are driven to the point of stopping to look at that other person across the aisle, in the eye, and understand: okay, it's you and us. It's it's you and I. It's it's the two of us. It's our two sides. That's it. What are you gonna do? And, wha- and what do we what do we do? Because we can't fight. Because if we fight, then the guy at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're protesting in front of him right now. Right. Rosie O'Donnell's down there. Yeah, he's going to, the guy at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue largely doesn't care about either party. So he's perfectly happy to just watch everybody fight. So that's something to think about. Um, Geronimo, hey. Yeah, so let's move on into another conversation here. As I check my phone to see what the comments is yeah, and no see sweat. who's watching. Hey, Molly girl. Yes, yes. So let's talk about um, the Trump family oh. and LeBron James. Oh, oh goodness. Okay, so LeBron has the I Promise School in Akron, Ohio. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Which, let me say, yeah. it is amazing. But shout out to Jalen Rose and to everybody else from the NBA that has started, right. participated, I feel gone like, back to. I feel like Jalen actually is the, the, the he's the, he's the, the first, the, the originator, the person who gave, you know, yeah. LeBron the idea of starting because uh, he has the uh, the I think it's the Progress Youth Academy mm-hmm. in uh, Detroit. Yep. So uh, as somebody who has toured the Midwest extensively mm-hmm. when I was the EIC here. I took yes. a, a year and I toured the Midwest, and that's what I did. I wanted to like see what was actually going on in another part of the country yeah. that I felt was analogous in a lot of ways to D.C. Yeah. So Akron is like not like extraordinarily blighted, no. but they have a history of like solid blue collar like employment, yeah. and there's a need. Dad got up to go to work, right? Mom was home. Yeah. Maybe did a little bit here. Right. Kids went to school. Somebody played sports. Somebody yeah. maybe a musician. Right. There's a need in, in Akron, I feel, mm-hmm. or cities like Akron, for schools to exist that inspire people. So the largest part about the um, about the I Promise Academy, the school that uh, the school that LeBron has started, is that it creates a sense of empowerment. Mm-hmm. And not so much this sense of like entitlement that a lot of schools create. <laughs> so I think that's that's impo- all I could right. So I that's could important because so that is so important, right? And 
Donald Trump <sighs> tweeted that uh, oh, when he had the when he saw the interview on CNN. This means that Donald Trump is now watching CNN alongside yes, Fox because Fox is not his friend anymore. Right, he's watching CNN now all the time. So he watched CNN. and He said that uh, Don Lemon. The dumb reporter. Yeah, did a did a really he's a dumb reporter, but even he did a good job of making LeBron seem smart. Yeah. And then he's followed that up with, I like Mike. Yeah. So the key to this whole statement, <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> regarding the, the nature <laughs> of sports and race relations in America, is that Michael Jordan may be one of the few athletes that historically has not been known as any sort of civil rights mm. activist. I mean, the man has stock in CCA. Or did you sell that off, Mike? Right. So those that don't know what CCA is, Google it. Right. So the thing with with Mike, there's a statement he mo- he once made. He said, "White people buy Jordans too." Oh, Lord. I don't know why y'all like that man so much. So so when Donald Trump says, "I like Mike," it's it's another case of Donald Trump, mm-hmm. master troll, mm-hmm. trolling the entire population. The smartest dummy. That Putin could find. Right. He's literally saying, hey, I like Mike. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it, and it worked. It yeah. worked perfectly. And who are the kids that just got suspended for selling Jordans? Right. The uh, Most of the North Carolina Tar right. Heels. The Tar Heels. Right. So I want to know how many of them were right, white. Which is, which is even crazier because Michael Jordan's a UNC alum. Right. Which... There's so many unanswered questions there. Yeah. But in any event. We'll talk about that next Monday right. on DC TVD. Right. Melania. <laughs> Yay. Donald Trump's wife. Hey, girl. She said. I think they are truly uh, divorced. I mean, I don't think you even think it's that. I think it's it's, it's a far bigger. They're living the George Bush, Laura Bush life, though. No, she, I don't think it's that. She's in a separate room. I feel like she's, I feel like she's, she's, she's playing a role. She's playing something. She's playing the fence. Right. Real so, 50. So she said that she respected LeBron and that she wanted to visit the I Promise Academy. I like LeBron. Right. Donald, I go to see LeBron. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. You st- I go. You stupid man. So we're in this place where, again, the Trumps mm. have effectively divided Social media. So, did we ever think in 1982 that we would be talking about Donald Trump as our president? No, not really. I mean, Donald Trump, I'm sure did. I mean, I don't know what we you were doing in 1982. Right, I, was, I was watching the Smurfs. And I was, I was, I was too. Yeah. I had a crush on Smurfette in real life. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Admitted, admittedly. So, in any Pop, event, Papa Smurf was kind of fly. I mean, you know, he's, he's a he's a great socialist that one because he's got the big red hat. I like him a little older. <laughs> <laughs> I like shouldn't have shaved or something. Like all this white hair, it's glorious. I turned away from the camera. <laughs> but in any event, so I feel like we're in this position where Trump has again turned social media to dilute the impact of success that he cannot control. There, there's a there's a real statement in this. Where if something happens in America right now mm-hmm. that is going to take the spotlight away from, away from the Trump administration. And understand that social media is how this man was elected president. Like, that, that's Pretty it. Much. Like, he, he was able to galvanize Twitter to the point where Twitter is a shambles now. Well, I mean, let's be very clear. The person that put him in the place that he's in was able to take control of Facebook, of Facebook and Twitter. Right. What was that? Tw- uh, that Twitter had to delete twenty five, so many. Yeah, twenty five million, million accounts. Yeah, accounts. Right. That. 
Yeah, so ultimately, when Trump can say X and his wife can say Y, and he's aware. Like, the thing about, uh, the other thing about Trump is I feel like people don't understand that he's perfectly aware of everything that's being said about him at all times. Right. He's not unaware. He's not like an unaware actor in this whole situation. He's like not paying attention to social media or not paying attention to the New York Times op-ed page or not reading the Washington Post op-ed page or at least having someone read them, L.A. Times, you know. As he's on the commode in the morning. Yeah. Come in here, intern. Right. Well, what read, are they saying about me? Read to me. And he's like, oh, they think that, that my wife is a, is, is a call girl and that I'm paying her to be my wife. And sure. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So he's, he's aware. And, and that's the thing. He's an aware actor in all of this. So given that he's so aware, he's like, well, I, I, if, if Melania believes differently, he's perfectly okay yeah. with Melania stating a, 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 a different opinion. I'm not going to take away the tomatoes off her sandwich because she said that. Right, because that's twice as many eyes on one issue got it. that dilutes LeBron's impact. Yeah. The impact of the gr- one of the three or four greatest athletes mm-hmm. across any athletic Endeavor. Now, I, I, I think he's a sucky player. I think he has temper tantrums on the court, but he is great at what he does right. in the community with his family. And I've said that on here before. Him on the court is just a total, right. that's a that's something different. I'm going to give you a fact about this whole thing that will blow your mind. We like facts. So, Freedom, Fact Youth, Freedom Youth Academy cost LeBron $8 million yeah. to, to you know create. To create. In the next year. This will this will show you like the, like the, the the level of money that he's playing with right Do now. Am I about to sing the OJ's? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna. <coughs> yeah. I go back I go back to choir rehearsal. So this he, week. between Nike, right? Yeah. He signed a new deal with Nike two years ago, mm-hmm. and he just signed a deal with the with the Lakers. This year, before taxes and before like actually having to like look at any other things that he has to spend money on, mm-hmm. he's making a combined total of sixty six million dollars. But yeah, so so that's a, that's like a that's a fact that people don't understand oh about LeBron James. God. And as, then on top of as that, we scare away our right. And then on top of that, he's also invested in Liverpool. You know, yes, Premier League franchise. Yep. And he also has numerous endorsement. You know, uh, ventures. Mm-hmm. So the eight million dollars. Any other human being that spends eight million dollars on school would be like, that's that's a lot of money. I've just Spent on I a school. I wonder how much Dick Cheney used to help build Kip. Oh, oh y'all didn't know that, right? Oh, okay, but yeah, so it's crazy. That's just that's just it gives you a sense of like where LeBron is at as a businessman yeah. right now. He made like basically what is a tax write off exactly of eight million dollars. Yeah, which is one eighth of the amount of money that he makes in a year. I can't even count that many zeros. Right, it's it's insane. So, so yeah, so uh, that's that's something I want to make sure people understood in regards to that issue in regards yeah. to racism and in regards to how Trump is using social media. Yep. Is that anytime the 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 full the full scope of public intrigue mm-hmm. and pop culture is not firmly planted on Donald Trump. He will happily happily Send you your five o'clock yeah, a.m. Right. tweet. Yeah, he'll have you then split. But he's but this is a smart one because now he has his wife involved. Oh yeah, of course. And they've split public opinion on two sides. Put put this coat on 
and and go to that location. Right. And and don't say anything about it. Yeah. Because it was like, is she for? Is she against? Right. Well, I'm gonna go visit over here. Now, LeBron, I like you. I'm gonna come visit the school. Right. Right, right. So let's continue on Trump. Let's talk about collusion, 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 collusion. collusion. <laughs> okay. Because me reading the list of collusion is um, uh, Donald Trump Jr., um, something that was tweeted out, TT, and yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to, I think we'll, we'll shorten it up a little bit because there's one key issue that I want to talk about. And it's again that thing where I say, if you're going to break the law, do so in public. Hello. In a way with full admission where you're able to just not be charged with anything and this is why when it is time to charge donald trump with all of the shit that he has done he's going to get on the stand and tell it right and it's going to be like well he told the truth yeah he's always told the truth right. eventually and okay now so, we can't charge so him. we had a meeting during the uh the presidential campaign in 2016 yes everything in happened in 2016 which he, right in which he, uh, he uh, which in which don jr was supposedly meeting with the Russians he to find out about, I guess, a, um, some he, kind of adoption. He's a test tube baby issue. He's got to be right. And <laughs> he finally, Donald Trump tweeted that it was not about adoption. No, it was about getting illegal information on his Hillary, opponent, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, Hillary Rodham. Right, but crooked Hillary. So, like, think about this for a second. Emails, emails, emails. You literally <laughs> said we had a meeting about adoption. He this is this is on like okay so this is we have we have dumbed this down to yet another level. Putin got the smartest dummy that he could find. Okay, so last week we were at like twelve-year-old levels of like subterfuge. Yes, where like when you're twelve and like you sneak out the window and you say, "Oh yeah, I dropped my He-Man figure out the window, right. so I had to climb down and get it." And then my friends just happened to pull up in a car. So then I just went out with them. Right. I accidentally left the rum raisin ice cream out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it melted. And it right. some of it evaporated. Right, right. So so now we're at eight-year-old level. <laughs> I had a meeting. Last week, yes. I had a meeting about adoption mm -hmm. the with the Russians. The adoption of what? Oh, okay. And then it's like, no. Did I say adoption? No, no, I meant subterfuge yeah. to help me win the presidential election. The smartest dummy Putin knew. It's like, I don't think people, I really don't think people are following this. Like, I know everybody gets caught up in, in The Root and um, um, Black NBC and, you know, everything that we retweet on, uh, you know, on Facebook and social media and, and everything like that. And I just don't think that people are looking on the back end of all of this. You have at, at, yeah. at how the fact that, like we said, he's a child. It's not that he's a child because he's not a child. He's a he's a he's a he's, Ivy, a, he's an Ivy League educated man. That's the that's the. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where? That's an Ivy League educated man. Who? He went to Penn. He has a degree. Like I said, I who? <laughs> I know, but he has a degree. That's the thing people don't get. He went to the Wharton School he of did. Business. I mean, he did. He's not. He did. He's an not unintelligent dumb. man. But he's the smartest dummy that Putin knows. But. No, the thing is, is that, okay, so we're at another point now with Donald Trump where we'd have another conversation about Trump. Yeah. There's being stupid, and that's understandable. If you lack intelligence, yes. and if you lack nuance in your intelligence, you can be just flat out not smart. Yeah. It's perfectly understandable. Like, if I were to put a, a an examination in front of you, you would likely fail. 
It's understandable. You would get a 57, you'd have an F. It's fine. I mean, I at least got a 73 trying right. to read um, Ian's notes. <laughs> but in <I> s- <laughs> right, but instead, the thing with Trump is that he has a degree from Wharton School of Business. Now, now whether or not that but was... But the thing is, has he... I mean, honestly, we all... We, we, we've completed some level of education. Right, but... Does this man even remember what he learned in school? Or, I'm sure he or did. Is this, sure or, or is this from what he learned from Trump University? No, but I'm sure he does. But there's a, there's a moment where you stop and you say, where does it benefit me to tell you how smart I am? Does it? He gains nothing from admitting intelligence. Yeah. Okay, so like for ninety nine percent of of the universe, mm-hmm. so like you and I, right? Oh, when we walk into, well, you're an intelligent woman, Thank you know, you. also also beautiful and you know talented and gifted. Shows over and y'all, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so in any event, so ninety nine percent of the universe, when we walk into a room mm-hmm. with a bunch of people who want to understand our level of intellect how i walk in the room at cbc right we we show off how smart we are you just how the rest of y'all walk in the room right like you walk in and you're like boom okay you say something you try to do something you try to give some semblance of awareness to the world that i'm a really smart person or i just walk in the room donald donald trump (laughs) sits down and stares at the person and says how dumb (laughs) do you need me to be why does he really sit down at the table like this sometimes? Like, because he knows he's aware. He's like dunce. He's like, all right, well, I mean, I could like roll out some kind of like hyper economic theory from the 19th century that I remember from a course that I took in my second year at Wharton, or I, I could don't just remember this shit. right, or I could just sit here and let people just look at me. And what does the media do? They take the picture of him right. wherever he is, and he's just sitting there like. Dum da dum dum. But he knows better, and that's the crazy part. That's the dangerous part about Trump. When you know better, you do better. Right. But he okay. is doing he's doing the best for himself. I mean he did the best. He's the president of the He's the President of the United States. Hello. People have to understand that about Trump. Like that is that's the thing. He it's the opposite of what you'd expect. Because the average human being, mm-hmm. when confronted with having to walk into a room and have a level of intellect, always chooses the path of looking like the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. There are, there's less than 1% of the world walks in, this goes into our next topic, by the way, walks into the room and says, I'm the dumbest man here. Oh, that sounds, oh, that's like, crazy. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I am stupid. I am fallible. I am a moron. Whatever you want to say about me, say it. That ain't Trump. But that's what he does, though. Yeah. That's what he does. That's what he has been doing for the last two years. So is it a game? I mean, is it is it a game to him? Is it or is this just who he is? I feel like this is a game at this point because he knows he knows he's winning. Well, yes, he's the president. He's, no, it's not even that he's the president, but he's wearing down people's wills. Yeah. The 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 will of the liberal front. So yeah, it's going to be you know what? Just we agree. Let's sign the treaty. Right. So he just he's like I'm wearing these people down. Mm-hmm. They're at a point now. Okay, so like there's a fact there's a factoid from um, New Yorker from last week, mm-hmm. where the percentage of lying that Donald Trump is going to do in the second term of that uh, he's in office is going to go up 
173% by the end of the year. Subscribe to the New Yorker, folks. It's, he's going to tell. It's not expensive. He's going to tell almost 200% more lies. Yeah. yeah. Which works out to 16 lies a day. Well, 16. How many, how many did he tell today? I mean, I, I'm, I'm certain 16. Because right. that's the average. So, I mean, I'm sorry. There's some days I'm where it's 22. I'm, I'm at five. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, I had to turn my phone off. I had to help the, the, the great people of Ward 8. The seven, great Ward 8. The great Ward 8 and 6 yeah. and 7. So let's continue this conversation <laughs> about people who willfully tell lies in, 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 in media. Oh and let's talk about Alex Jones. <laughs> um, Infowars was, was a thing that still exists, but it does not exist on YouTube. <laughs> On Facebook Live, on <laughs> Google Play, on Stitcher Audio, on any number of broadcast mediums by which you can access digital media. He was totally blacked out from mainstream media today. This has never happened in the history of modern media. Has one man, Alex Jones, Ever been blacklisted he is completely from broadcasting? I said I wasn't even going to get in this topic. It's astounding. And I say this only because, okay, so I'm an Alex Jones fan. I'll I, admit to it. I am not. I will tell you why I'm an Alex Jones fan. Because I'm a fan of Alex Jones because I'm a fan of professional wrestling. I love wrestling too, but I don't he's, like Alex Jones. He's the worst, best bad guy that we've ever had. God, I feel he like I'm makes my Donald Trump again. He makes Morton Downey Jr. look like look like Papa like Smurf. A, right, Papa Smurf. He makes Geraldo Rivera. He makes oh, Geraldo, Jenny Jones. Geraldo Fox Five. Geraldo and then went national. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm talking about like, you know, like that that fly Puerto Rican brother in the suit. What was the name of that show? Because it used to come on right like right now after it's what is it? Right after the ten o'clock news. Yeah. Oh God. I don't remember. No, I remember. But it was the one where he like went down to Alcatraz, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. So when Lark McCarthy was still on. Lark McCarthy. Lark McCarthy. Wow. <laughs> so in any event, Alex Jones has been blacklisted from all media. This doesn't mean he cannot broadcast anymore. And brought to us, I think, first by Vice News. Right, of course. So we're at a place now where being a member of the alt-right a leading proponent of the alt-right will get you blacklisted. So do you think he's going to be in D.C.? Of course. That wouldn't surprise me. So at the same time... Somebody sent a message to Alex Jones okay, to, to so go to decade. At the same time, he's welcome to come in. I'll, <laughs> I'll hang out with him. I'll take a picture with the man. I don't care. After you're sounding like Mike Freeman sitting at the table. Oh, no, we're going to get on that. Yeah, yeah it's not even that. <laughs> the thing I respect about Alex Jones, right, is that at a set at a, at a point where okay? So you have two points where you're trying to like work the public. I'm just gonna sit here and listen. All right. So there's two points where you're trying to work the public into a frenzy. He's trying there's, to teach y'all how to prostitute right now. Right. There's either one point where you go, I am a terrible human being, Alex Jones, and I need to stop. Not Alex Jones. That's Alex Jones. At a point he goes, I'm a terrible human being. I need to stop. Or how far can I provoke these people? And make money while doing so. Alex Jones. Because the second that you conflate provocation and hate mm -hmm. with revenue, then you're really talking about this is, where we go. This is America. So even crazier, when you think about it 
like people on the alt left, like people like like the other the other people who are left on face on on Facebook and YouTube, mm -hmm. who are people like my my, my guy Vic Berger the Fourth. If you're not aware of Vic Berger the Fourth, you should be. He does stuff with Super Deluxe. He is a I very have no idea who that man is. You need to check him out. Okay. He's amazing. So Vic Berger takes conservative punditry and turns it on its head and makes lampoon videos oh out of okay. conservative pundits. Okay. Jim Baker, well, Alex Jones, yeah. so on and so forth. Like really easy targets. Like non-moving super super easy targets. He also Baker does is crazy. He also makes fun of Steve Harvey, which is worth it's worth it. So in any event, you have people like him damn. who are just as damning <laughs> to the left on some level because he he does radical alt culture, mm -hmm. non-mainstream, non-traditional. And talks about wrestling. Right, let's talk about wrestling. I'm talking about Vic. Like, Vic doesn't talk about wrestling. Oh. Vic just makes fun of these people. Oh, yeah. Well. And he pokes fun at people, and he could potentially enrage members of the alt-right with his portrayals. Well. He's allowed to exist. But not Alex Jones. Alex Jones, on the alt-right, mm -hmm. blacklisted. Yeah. Wholesale. Yep. I mean, but we're, but we're posting articles about him being blacklisted. So right, we're right. Still he's still talking. winning. Right, he's still winning. Right, he's, he's on his podcast, so he's still winning. So that's the point that people need to really think about: is how far is too far for the liberal left? How many examples do you want? No, I know, but I'm just trying to ask that question: like, how far is too far? Because here's the here's my here's my reason for asking this question. Like, I can't even, I just, it's just like. <laughs> 50 years ago, there was a very distinct line for the Democratic Party and the new left of that era. Yes. There was a certain level of, like, moral, you know, resuscitude, moral, you know, like, strength, mm -hmm. resolve, uh, definition of what was defined as right and wrong and what was right. defined as good and evil. And... Where does that exist now? It doesn't. On the liberal side of the aisle. It doesn't. And that's problematic. It's, it's very problematic. And it's been gone for more right. than... I'd say 25 years. 20, uh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say more than 20 years. Yeah. But so, it's gone. So it's not a, just the divide. It's just, as you say, the lines are blurred. We're, we're crossing. Oh, well, this is how I feel. But yeah, I kind of feel sorry for you. And, but no, so I'm going to stay on this side. I feel like... And this is where we're headed with this, and this is why this Alex Jones thing troubles me. Not just because I'm a fan of his, and I find what he do, what he does to be like wildly entertaining. Because you can't take anything this man says on a on a level of face level of value as truth. Or I refuse to listen yeah. to Alex Jones. Like He's I just refuse to listen to Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! They just they're, no, they're on the same wavelength. I they, get you. They disturb the shit out of me. It's completely understandable. Yeah, but in any event, so at what point? Do we go too far? We've already gone too far. And at what point does the left turn right? Because this was a moment today, and this is a mo and if there is a and if there is a fist fight that occurs in the middle of Constitution Avenue on Saturday afternoon, I'm not leaving my house. I'm just saying, if on that Saturday. happens, we're getting to the point where the left is going right. But you know what? They're not coming to my side of town. That's good. Stay over there. Honestly, you know, you don't want me near any of that stuff. Yeah, they're not coming to my side. But 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 think about that for a second. The line at Horse and Dickies will not be long. 
I'm not worried about that. I'm going over to Chinese Continental Carry Out to go get me some crabs. I respect. Oh, you were telling me about that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I had crabs from Mike's mm. on in Annapolis. Was it on, the same? On Friday. I mean, they was good. They were some good crabs. $110. But I didn't pay for them. I didn't pay All right, for okay, them. Okay, okay. Yeah. But no. So what's your thought about the potential of the left going right? I can see a divide. And isn't and, and how does that make you feel? Because I, I feel like all of this, all of this has my nerves shook. Right, like on, on, on the political front, because it, you're seeing somebody. It's it's like okay, I mean, it's like a drug. It's like a drug addict. Yeah, you see somebody going down, and then it's like, oh yeah, but we're gonna come back around here, and you may be able to turn around. But guess what? You still the drug addict. Right. There is at any chance you could still go back down the other path. So. If you come back, you come on the other side, and 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 you make good of, then uh, fine. But as we are going through the cycle of the the social justice change, because I don't know what what did uh, Geronimo say? What year is this? Nineteen twenty six or right or whatever it was? Yeah, this is craziness. No, it's completely absurd. Th- this puzzle, like this, is the thousand piece jigsaw puzzle that w- we talked about. This, right. Yeah. That you didn't know. Which piece? I mean, the piece is just one color. Right. You don't know which corner it needs to go into. Yeah. It's it's nuts. That's where we are. Yeah. But I will tell you what's even more nuts. Yeah. And although we are very much still in protest of. Yes. But the NFL Hall of Fame. Thank you for going there because I want to. I had I to go there because no, because it was I, my next topic. Actually. Well, I know we and we and we you know when we get on here and we get to talking, this is what we do because we we got to touch on NFL. No. And and we still we're not tonight. We're not going to do the bish sash no, no, and, we're gonna, we're and gonna, favorite things. No, because I feel like we're weaving this all in. Because my favorite thing this week involves the NFL Hall of Fame. Because I got to talk about a Coon Town Hall meeting. That yeah, happened. yeah, yeah. We're gonna go into that. <laughs> next. That's the bish session. But but the NFL. So my favorite thing to happen this weekend involves the NFL Hall of Fame. I went to the NFL Hall of Fame in 1988. Um, I was cute in '88. Still cute, whatever. <laughs> anyway, but uh, anyway, all right. So, NFL Hall of Fame. I was a fan of pro football as a child. Yeah, we all like were. the biggest fan of pro football ever as a child. The way that RFK Stadium would shake. shake. Oh, the best. All right. So, I went to the NFL Hall of Fame thirty years ago. Yeah. And it like changed my life. It was yeah. like one of those times you walk around, you see all the busts. You see all the legendary items. You see everything. You're like, oh, this is everything. OJ, OJ. Right? No, no, no. I have a, I have a picture next to the OJ bus because I was a fan of the Bills as a child. I have a jersey. I love it. I, I was because I like the bl- the red, white, and blue. Uh, Mike is asking me why. I like the I red, white, and blue. I like the the I logo. O- I have an OJ jersey. All right. So the, the people who are inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame this year. Yes. Or um, former Washington Redskins general manager, the, the general manager who orchestrated the Washington Redskins in the 1980s, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Beathard. Yes. You had linebacker Robert Brazil. You had safety Brian Dawkins of the uh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, a modern era superstar uh, who doesn't get enough credit. I don't think he does I'm glad he's in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't. Um, guard Jerry Kramer, the, the pulling guard of the 1967-1968 uh, Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Why well, was Liter- I can right say the Chicago Bears? No, I was like, like I knew it was up there somewhere. Literally one of the most like important offensive linemen in football history, which yeah. is kind of amazing. Uh, Ray Lewis. Coon Lewis. Yeah. In a purple suit. 
Cool. With a purple and gold tie. With a little Beijing. Yes, yes. Had a little Beijing. Yes, on. yes. Fucking cool. Um, right. Uh, you had ran- you had wide receiver Randy Moss, <laughs> who's literally, to in my mind, one of the most dynamic athletes to ever play in any sport. Randy Moss, you are the not the Bama of the week. Right. <laughs> uh, linebacker Brian Urlacher of the uh-huh. uh, Chicago Bears. Yep. That's why I like Chicago Bears. And a person who did not show up physically to the Hall of Fame, but. Through his own party, like getting a VIP table at the club yep. and locking everybody else out. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. You are the man, Terrell Owens. All right, so the NFL. We've talked about the NFL a lot uh, in regards to Colin Kaepernick. And I am still on protest. I am no longer a Redskins season ticket holder, and I can't afford tickets anymore. Right, um, but in regards to the fact that the NFL has taken a, a deep right-hand turn yeah. in regards to social justice and race relations issues. Screw you, Jerry Jones. Right. I mean, but the, I feel like it's also motivated by finance yeah. in the sense that people feel like there's a lot of money that's available in standing on the side of there's a piss conservative lo- values. There's a piss load of money. I will say it just like that, um, just like with this lovely um, product that we're drinking and that company. Right. You don't just close down the shop uh, one day for four hours and think that everything is going to change in the culture of, and you have enough money to fund full social justice, full, and we're talking about the NFL, you know, right. the, the, there's just, it's it's ridiculous what they could and be doing. if you look at the people they inducted this year, mm-hmm. this is one of these years where everything that the NFL does in the year 2018, 2019, is going to be very deeply scrutinized. Yeah. So Alex Jones will have a lot to say about it. I'm certain he will. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we they have l- when they let him back on, because uh, that'll happen. Something. But any of it. Um, NFL Hall of Fame this year. A man who may have murdered someone. <laughs> Ray Lewis is in the Hall of Fame. Someone who could have feasibly been a convicted murderer. I mean, he's also one of the most exciting linebackers to ever play the game. But he's also potentially a convicted murderer in the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, Randy Moss, at the same time, mm-hmm. wears a tie. Beautiful. After his, uh, during his induction. It's beautiful. It has a list it's beautiful. of slain African Americans. It was beautiful. You know, who have been, you know, in, 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 in the line of police fire. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And that was a moment. It was a moment because it was, I'm Randy Moss. I worked very hard in my career uh, to become the athlete and the man that I am today. If you, don't, if you haven't I, seen his... His, uh, his th- speech, you need to watch his it. His speech also, there's a uh, ESPN special. Yeah. There's a 30 for 30. 30 for 30. About his, his career. It's um, amazing. I'm accepting this award. Um, I am here accepting this award, but I am going to be Randy Moss and show you exactly how I feel as I'm getting up here accepting the the award for the work that I have done and that I'm able to wear this tie and that I'm able to to show you and, and, and to make you understand that, yes, this is important to me, but so is this. Right. And it, it was it was a bravo moment. And for then me. even on top of that, uh, Terrell Owens just not showing up. It was a bravo moment. And what's intriguing now is that the National Football League and NFL Hall of Fame 
has an, is now attempting to pass legislation that says that if you are inducted into the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. that you must mm -hmm. show up well, for your induction. Who was the first person? What was it? Who was the first person that did like it was the whole Grammy situation? Was it Prince? LL. LL? Yeah, it was Fresh Prince didn't show up when so they had the first right. rap Grammy. I'm like, was it Prince? But Prince, Prince yeah. was pissed too about yeah. um, representation. Something. Right. Yeah, and then of course didn't show up, and right. then Jay Z. Yeah. So let's. So I mean that's the thing, and it but it's intriguing that we're at this place now with the NFL and their Hall of Fame mm -hmm. and everything the NFL does. Where there, and we talked about it last week, I think, where we talked about how the NBA yep. is so different. It's very different. In the sense where, like, they're like, okay, well, we're going to ad willfully admit their, their flaws in our nation. Yeah. And we're going to actively allow our players to be social justice standard bearers. And they go and print all the T-shirts. Right. And they wear them for home games. They travel in them. They right. They wear them at the others. Here, y'all want some shirts, too? Right. Yeah. So it's a thing. And uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating to see sport, which right. is such an intrinsic part of like mm -hmm. American society, even sport is split. Sport is definitely split. Where like you have one entire sport that literally is worth trillions of dollars, mm -hmm. like Apple, like Apple, and your raggedy chargers, right, <laughs> and batteries. Yeah, there's one that's over here mm -hmm. on the far right. Yep. The NBA is on the far radical left. And I'm just intrigued now to see, and I'm 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 happy to see at the N at the NBA as compared to like liberal left, you know, the liberal left. But I th I feel like the NBA has kind of always been like that. Right, but they but they have it since the '70s, right? Right, because you I, and I, I I really you know if you don't know um, history of don't just look at the players, look at the owners. And Abe Poland is a, is a great example of one of those owners that look at what. You know, he did not saying, oh, right. the white man saved us. No, but look at what they did. Look at some of the he put original owners. If you look from at the if you look at the uh, the bullet squad that won the championship, the year that we all were, were right, seventy eight. Right, you and I were born. Right, right, right. <laughs> not Ian. You had, old you had <laughs> four out of those five starters are black. Yeah, and they're not like black, black, but they're they're not like black, like benignly yeah. black. They're black. They were very much like actually like engaged in. In the community, the community of. black, yeah. like Bobby Dandridge yeah. and Wes Unsold, especially. Yes, you know, like these were people who were actively engaged in the community, mm -hmm. and it's intriguing to see that the NBA is starting to like create like a like a barrier for their for how they're presenting themselves, yeah. like liberal, inclusive, open, and the far radical edge is the WNBA. They don't want to end up like the NBA. I mean, the um, NFL. NFL right now. They right. don't so want those it's issues. It's fascinating to see that. I'm really impressed by it. Like, it's when I think cool. about how to create, like, what a policy could look like if, if you know, the Democratic Party, the liberal left, wanted to take a look at how to orchestrate themselves. Well, maybe we should send some of them over to the DNC because y'all are doing right. a, ba a bad so you, job right now. So you have, like, you know, two different sides. Like, there's the NBA, which is a global mm -hmm. arm of sport and policy. Which policy is now part of it, right. and then you have the WNBA, which is who even plays for them anymore? I'm sorry, a part and a thing, and Do you it go to exists. The games? Oh yeah, yeah, I go to like at least two or three a year. Okay. Elena Deladonna is one of my favorite players in any sport. I don't know she's, who the hell they are. She's like, yeah, she's a superstar center. She's um, white lady from Delaware. Oh, hey girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Her her wedding was one of the five or six most uh, most beautiful weddings. Did she marry? Last year. A, never mind. No. 
So in any of them, <laughs> there's a whole other arm to this this organization, the NBA, the WNBA, that yeah. feels like it handles the more radical edge. Like, you know, there's the LGBTQ policy, which is like Heavy. wholly embraced by the league now. Yeah. But it's they like, don't make any money. But they don't have to because the arm that runs them is the National Basketball Association, well, yeah. which is a multinational conglomerate. Sheila makes the money. Right. Exactly. So over here, the NFL. Uh-huh. Hall of Fame. Yep. Terrell like, I'm not showing up. Yeah, no. Randy Moss is like, I'm wearing this tie. I'm wearing this tie. Ray Lewis is like, I'm gonna wear a lace front. And I'm gonna give a speech Murderer. where I'm gonna I'm gonna in, in invoke the good name of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. His kids were pissed. His kids were just like I mean, I mean it's it's where we're at, and it's a fascinating and it's a, that we're here. And it's a fascinating point, I think. And where we're at insofar as, like, discussing race, discussing politics, discussing society, mm-hmm. when football <laughs> attempts to do social justice and, like, succeeds, and then they fail in, like, the most epically miserable way possible. You just said social justice and failure, and that just takes us to... to yeah, let's, let's close out with a discussion that I'm sure is near and dear to your heart because I want you to break this down for people because a lot of people may not be as versed in religion as an industry. Wow. <laughs> Which it is in this case. It's an industry. And if you could break down the particulars of this because it's just so fascinating. I wanna, Tell you, I'll give you the floor. I I, I want to read something. You know, we, we joke on here a lot and everything. And, you know, a lot of people, we've said where I go to church. Um, I go to church right here in the in the Shaw neighborhood. Um, I go to Shiloh, 150, this September, 156 years old. Yesterday um, was crazy at church. But yesterday evening, we hosted the Parkland um, Shooting Survivors um, at church yesterday. They went to Dunbar for a project and then they came to Shiloh. So just amazing. But what we're going to talk about as, as we're wrapping up this evening, and I said I was going to call it Coon Fest, but <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Uh, we're going to talk about the pastors that met with Donald Trump last week. And any and everybody has seen, you know, what was on on the news um, every article that has been written, it was just, we weren't perfect. We weren't prepared for what we were going to see. Now we've seen the evangelist and, and we've seen the pictures, even when, you know, when Armorosa was still working there. And of course, Daryl Scott, um, who is, who is one of the main ones. And right. we'll, we'll figure out if his brother really is the porn star. <laughs> <laughs> but we've seen all of this and we've seen their arms stretched out, you know, to the president. But I want to read this. And um, it says, and it was my turn to go, but inaudible. Hmm, that means they couldn't figure out what was said. Laughter. Mr. President, I am certainly honored to be here with you. I am Pastor Mike Freeman from Spirit of Faith Christian Center, 10 minutes from this house. You are invited any Sunday you would like to come. The president, thank you. Pastor Freeman, I'll leave a parking space open for you there so you won't have it so you won't have any opportunity to be delayed. There this is a very critical time we're in. 
one of the things I remember, I most remember and recall about a statement you made when you were running, you said if you were able to win the White House, the Christians would have a friend in the White House. Yeah. Mike Freeman. (laughs) So here's the crazy thing. Yes. When you first saw the article and you saw the picture and as they're panning, you didn't even see his face first. No, I mean, he ducked out. You saw Gray, but he was sitting on the other side of the uh, of King. Right. And this is the niece to Dr. Martin Luther King. Right. So you didn't realize it was Mike Gray because his head was kind of uh, not, not Mike Gray, uh, Mike Freeman. His head was down and everything. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know that is not who I think it is. Exactly. Who and it sure it is. is. I wasn't even worried about John Gray. Everything is about a paycheck to him. He he comes from Lakewood. Right. We get it. Osteen, you you left there. You started your own church. You're on, you know, Oprah's network and everything. How much longer is that going to last? Um, and you're sitting there, and then you get on Don Lemon, and you, you put out a message. Oh, we were going there to talk about reform and prison reform and all this. This is Donald Trump. I mean. This is the man that, that uh, Vladimir Putin handpicked and said you are going to be the president of the United States and this is how I'm going to help you do it and you really think that we're going to sit there and listen if you go to the whitehouse.com I know you don't want to click links on it but you have to go through because the most discriminatory bigotry thing that Donald Trump does in this meeting and I don't even know if that made sense what I just said he never called these individuals pastor reverend bishop anything he called them by their first damn name absolutely not i mean i'll, I'll put it like this absolutely not uh-huh. and i mean th- this the the transcript from that meeting <laughs> it's disgusting to me i mean okay because what you have here that's not your favorite pastor's favorite pastor at that table no oh and you, you, you got buff- that. That's buffoonery. Yeah, well, it is, but I also and the, feel like the way that that. And I know people that go to Spirit of Faith. Right. I judge y'all. <laughs> I do. Okay. I've been to Spirit of Faith before, right. and I ran the hell up out of there. So here's my 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 thought on this. Ever since Omarosa left the White House, <laughs> there's been a need for African American representation. Within the Trump administration. Well, y'all got it now. And the easiest way to attempt to do that is to make a direct pander. 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 Towards Christianity. (laughs) And the easiest Christians to pander towards, especially to keep you in line with your base Mm -hmm. and the black people that they know, is to find the Baptist church. And, and to go directly after Baptist pastors and reverends. And and some of them are they're not I mean they're not considered Baptists. Right, but, so, but you get what I'm saying. Like oh, of course. The, it, within that that Baptist that strong Southern style yeah. Baptist tradition. Even if you're not a Baptist, you, you give off the appearance physically. Yeah. You know, the the Harold Panair man of fashion suits. Oh, child. You know, the the, the, the slick conkling hair. You know, maybe you're bald. But you're, you know, you look, you look stately and I astute. Mike, I know where Mike Freeman shops. I mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, oh, gators. Gator boots with the pimp down. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Right. Um, so are 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 you talking about like the people on past uh, uh, potashield.org? Absolutely, because he has a potashield.org. If you want a good laugh, go to potashield.org. 
this is literally the POTUS Shield council members, and they are husband and wives. Oh, yeah, Harry Jackson, D.C. He's the organizer of a church. He ain't even a real. Right, because they can't find. Oh, yeah, he's the organizer of the conference, but senior pastor at Hope Christian Church. Like, this is just a freaking joke to me. You would never see my pastor. You would not even see the, you wouldn't even see Bishop McCullough. Right, but there's <laughs> at the White House. But there's, but there's, but there's six-figure checks involved, and there is a potential for and and as you know, if you're a member of a black church, yes, I am in America right now. I am. Times is hard. Yes, they are, and we're in D.C. Right, so you on the need, corner. So you need, and we ain't going nowhere. So you need the money. You also need the leverage with the real estate industry to be able to maintain well, your address. Well, that's what Freeman must need. I, I'm sure. I, I guess the connection with Creflo is 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 not right. doing so but well. But I'm sure it's also one of these gambits where he needs a new jet. No, when they not when they're coming through to knock down the walls of all the other buildings. Yeah, scripture. scripture. They will look at your wall. Scripture got knocked down. They're always looking at Shiloh. Right. They will look at your wall. And then you'll hand them the Trump card, and it will go, oh, okay, sorry. Ain't going to happen to Shiloh. Right, but I'm just, well, that's because Shiloh is a different church. They, they've been trying. No, of course. They've been trying. That man ro- rolled up in there for a reason on, on Sunday. <laughs> oh. Right. So, so I really wish he hadn't, because my hair would look right. so much better So tonight. in regards to this issue, before we close out, I wanted to get your final opinions on this and where this is headed. Like, do you think that there's any validity to the claim that there's, they're there's, looking for some kind of black adjacent piece of they the Trump are. administration? They are. Every person at that table, there is, the, the, we already know why they were at the table. Right. We already know. It's for a check. It's for advancement. It, it, it's for so many different things. And I looked at Freeman's live feed on Sunday. Right. Let my pastor have been sitting at that table there would have been nobody at church right? on Sunday. Yeah, There would have been full protest outside. No, absolutely not. This is not what we do. And they were just singing the praises of the Lord on Sunday morning oh, like that course. man had not just been oh. sitting there. So, of course, there's... Sunday morning joy. Yeah, Sunday morning joy. The, of course, there was something else. Right. That, that, that there is an agenda. Right. And be it land... Be it, you know, where some of the places I'm serious. When you go to the White House, look at the notes from there, go to POTUS Shield, go look at this stuff and you see who's involved. Real estate is probably the number one piece right. to to what happened. Of course. Can I can I build a prison around the corner from on, on the land? Right. These shows like we talk about on Queen Sugar. Yeah. That's the topic line right now. This stuff is real no. in certain areas because they were talking about the steel mills. Right. They, oh, yeah, I'm bringing up so many millions of dollars in Florida. We're going to have two locations. and It's crazy. It's, it, crazy. It, it's, it, it's hilarious. But before we end, I wanted to, <laughs> to yeah. um, you know, the, the city paper. And we're going to wrap it up because Mike is, you know, production is just going to put us out yeah, 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 and everything. But I wanted to here, make yeah. sure that no, – a misconnection is, you know, we hate misconnections. So this evening, um, <clears throat> I'm going to read the misconnections. Oh, this is exciting. In my sexy voice. Uh-oh. It's a little deep. Uh-oh. I'm an alto. <laughs> <laughs> we made eye contact for a split second. You sat on the same bench to my left, very close to me. You were reading, too until you got on your phone, phones. 
Then you left. I wish I'd said something to you. Did you notice me? (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. I love it. Oh, God. Yeah, let's close with that every week. um, Absolutely. Yeah, as far as uh, this has been your latest edition of DCTVD, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, for Ian Taranji, who will be joining us back next week, yes. I am at Marcus with the CK Dowling, D O W L I N G, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Michelle? The only place that you're allowed to follow me is on Twitter, and that is Shelby of DC, C H E L L E B of DC. Yes, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great day and a better tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>